Shin. I think Raisha is lift off. We're here. After, I mean, we if you're listening to all these in order, we just did the special episode. Uh, Which you may not have listened to because if you have not been caught up on the rebuild yeah. movies, you should not what, listen to that special episode. Yes, but other than that, so pretending that that doesn't exist, uh, this is our first time back recording in quite a while. Luke. We've been we've been lucky enough. We had enough banked from when we decided yes. to do this to when it finally dropped to when people actually started listening to the show, and then we had to take kind of a long break <laughs> yeah. because, as I stressed in the in the special episode about uh, the. Ten minutes of the new rebuild movie mm-hmm. that played. That's that's why it, if you if you skip that, you, that's why you didn't listen to it. Um, but uh, we we had a lot in the bank, and uh, we've been out of town, which is not characteristic. Yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to stress yeah. that we yeah. uh, are are normal people and not living these cosmopolitan lives typically. But this summer, there's been a lot of for work, some travel to a couple of different places. So we were gone uncharacteristically for... out of town both of us yeah for a while i was going i was out of la for five weeks which is the longest i've done in quite some time and i'm I'm pretty we just got back last night i'm pretty disoriented um which (laughs) immediately started recording evangelion podcast yeah you know because this is a good centering place for me this is a good you know connecting with myself and with my buddy luke Uh, i'm ben collins by the way we would introduce ourselves piotrowski this is what 18 episodes plus yeah, a couple I'd of specials in i think like to think you know who we are but just in case um you know we're here watching neon genesis welcome, evangelion this is your first episode yeah yeah <laughs> welcome in, in, in on, on part two of a, of a two-parter yeah of a quite a quite a long of a trilogy yeah the fourth child trilogy we're in no, but but just before, <laughs> before we get too far behind that that's we um burned through our bank with yeah. that while you were out of town it was timed so. perfectly that the episode went up yesterday while i was in the airport in madrid on my way back it posted because it was right. auto posting and then i landed later that day and so we're 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 back on track now and now we're going to be probably for the rest of it pretty close to you know posting like within a week of or two of a recording yeah them, we'll so. try and get a little bit of a of a cushion on a bank because my my big goal is just i just don't i don't want to miss a week and i know that doesn't no. You know, it doesn't really matter a whole lot, and it's not like we're some huge show or anything, and you're all well, waiting those, with bated breath. Those but, numbers uh, are looking good these days, though. So, well, welcome, hi, hi to all the new listeners, because every every time, every day, we have new listeners, seemingly. That's good. I mean, as far as I can track it. So but we don't you know. want to keep you waiting. Yeah, I and mean, we so know that you know some of you probably finished the show, tore through it, and I know I know there's been some people on <laughs> Twitter that have reached out, like, okay. Now we're caught up, so you guys need to pick up the pace. I, well, here, just for the fun of it, it I, I'll just read this out because we can see 66% of our listenership is in the States. Not surprising. 66? 66%. Because oh, I 7% I... is in the UK, where, where you and I just were. Oh, yes. So, you know, uh, hi, guys. Uh, 4% in Canada, 4% in Germany, which is interesting. Mm. 3% in Australia. Osikas. Shout out to all the yeah, Osikas the from languages. Germany. Yeah, the and then Baumkuchen. Strudel. <laughs> yeah, you speak. Yeah, you speak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Three percent in Australia. You know, good day, guys. One uh, percent in the <laughs> Netherlands. One percent in Mexico. It, it's one percent from there on down. But Mexico, France, Ireland, New Zealand, Finland, Denmark, Poland, Sweden, Ecuador, Brazil, Ooh. Chile. One percent in Japan. Who uh, is the guy in Japan? It's probably a white guy. It's gotta <laughs> be. And if, by the way, if you're listening and you're the one guy in Japan, you know. But of course, at this point, one percent probably means more than one person. But um, you know, feel free to say hi to us and explain who you are. We'd love to know who's listening. Um, so yeah, uh, so did Japan, Portugal, Spain, where I just was, Latvia, Italy, Costa Rica, Egypt, Singapore, Argentina, Switzerland, Norway, Russia, Philippines. Um, this lists Republic of Korea and South Korea as two different places. I don't know what that means. Okay. I doubt that means North Korea. North Korea. Listen, North if you're Co- in North Korea listening to this, Korea. please tell us if that's even possible. If the, somehow... one, the one piece of pop culture ephemera that yeah. manages to sneak in is St. Gracious podcast. It's like some guy in North Korea whose apartment looks like the apartment in Pi, and he's got like layers of like VPNs to hide. He's like, do you know this just so he can listen to this podcast? Well, he's through animating the government his blocks. own version, you know, sight unseen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only he has access watch the show he only listens to, yeah yeah so yeah again if you're somehow in north korea say hi greece iceland israel and the ukraine so mm. that's that's the list of all the countries um, that's a lot of countries so hi hello to, to all of you and and again feel free to say hi email us at syncratios podcast at gmail.com are you checking that i am i am we don't really have any mail that i've seen unless, unless some of it's like Just coming spam. through yeah Just i mean twitter updates and stuff like that Just but. adverts for you know 
you know sexy statues and uh mm-hmm. hello kitty ear cleaning kits so. probably yeah but yeah, so if you want to say hi to us, we'd love to know kind of who you are in any of those countries because it's, it's fucking cool. If like, we I have enough people, I mean, yeah, I would like to do a mailbag episode. If you yeah, that would be fun. Write in with your questions. Yeah, comments. Us. I mean, we, you your know, comments, we obviously love your, the um, iTunes reviews, but if you want to, you know, say something personally, we'll, we will say your name and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I mean, that's, yeah, we w- that's an open <laughs> offer, I think, honestly. like It's going to take it to a weird place. We'll... Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll vet this stuff if we'll, it gets abusive or something. We'll dox your information if you if you if you're into that. We'll yeah, yeah, I mean, look, whatever you want. It's just it's fun to know that there's anybody who gives a shit. Uh, um, no, I'm a bit. I, I was uh, for for a while. They're really into the James Bonding podcast, and they would mm-hmm. have some really fun um, mailbag episodes where people would write in with questions of like, you know, okay, if you could. You know, Dreamcast, your Bond movie, or, you know, who, what are your top five sure. theme songs, you know, they could, you know, best cold open, it's just answering questions about the the thing, and they, they were really fun episodes, because they weren't based on mm-hmm. a movie necessarily, it was just, you know, in general, and they were they were fun, so if you've got anything like that, you know, totally reach out. Yeah, well, we will, if we get enough of that stuff, we'll definitely do an episode where we do that and you know in general though but just thanks for listening and and, we're and thanks for reaching out on twitter because there have been some people that there have, have been and uh they've been great yeah so. some 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 good interactions and we've enjoyed that and uh i was happy that uh apparently my attempt at, at quoting a tweet from tim honeycutt i was i actually got it right apparently yeah. i feel really good about that i was i was impressed yeah yeah thanks thank god i mean whatever i mean nobody's gonna hold it against us but anyways so here we are we're back it's nice to be here it's episode uh, 18 episode 18 it's the choice of life is that the title okay. that is the japanese title or ambivalence mm-hmm. which is when we're getting into the uh you know psychological terms uh side of things this is a fucked up episode i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right episode. now it, it it to me it, like and i mean we it's interesting because where we the episode before this um you know, we spoiled it at the end because I think that the show is intending to spoil it. But the whole thing is all about the identity of of the pilot of Ava Unit Three, and that is right. An I mean, you say spoiled thing. it, but they're making it pretty obvious. They're but it, it very but obvious. it is a very interesting narrative choice that they choose uh, not to show Toji until Shinji sees Toji. Yeah, so they, they don't, and no one says the name. Him. Right. I mean, it almost like like I'll get. I think you you're wanting to read the credits and stuff like that. But I'll just, I am like to get ahead of myself. This episode is the most, and this is you know, of course, in our wheelhouse. Because if you don't know, we professionally work in the, primarily in the horror genre. This episode feels yeah. like a horror movie to me, even down to the fact that they don't talk about the identity. Almost feels like a Jallo thing because it's oh. like almost like you know, like the oh, it's you. What are you doing here? You know, which is every because they always do the POV things, and so you don't know. You the just identity. see these tracksuited legs and sneakers yeah. Yeah. committing horrible murders. It kind of feels like With that funky music. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I don't know. So so, anyways, you do get into the official stuff, and we'll get back into the thing. Yeah, script is Shinji Higuchi and Hideaki Anno. Nice. Uh, Shinji Higuchi did storyboards and nice. stuff before. We've talked about him a lot. Um, and then the director is Tensai Okamura, who directed episodes of Wolf's Rain, one of oh, my cool. favorite shows. And uh, he worked on that movie Memories, which I still haven't seen. Neither have I. But, you know, Memories is like the. Um, it's like an anthology, anthology movie. Yeah, yeah, there's like yeah, two yeah. different ones, and there's one called Stink Bomb, and he worked on that. That's cool. So, yeah, he's a cool, cool dude. Um, well, this is a very well-directed episode, I think. I mean, they all are. And the they direction are. gets so... It's just really taking center stage now, yeah. uh, the storyboarding and the and their directing. The storyboards this time uh, is also Tensai Okamura, so he, he did the storyboards as well. It's 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 a good fucked up dark sad weird. Everyone's sad in this. Everyone's episode. sad we in this talk episode. Talk about how everyone. It's like Kensuke is just desperately trying. Comes over to Misato's house to beg to be oh, <laughs> recognized so, as yeah. the uh, as the pilot of the new one, <sighs> the new Evangelion. Uh, Hikari sorry, is cooking up some lunch <laughs> she she is she breaks my heart on a real level she's so sweet and in a show like this where like i mean everybody's psychologically complex and i'm not saying that she isn't but that that she's her dominant trait is that she's sweet and cares for people and yeah, that she, she kinda, has this crush she, on she Toji. escapes getting grilled in the spotlight in the way most of the other yeah. characters do psychologically but it just means that i just she just my heart goes out to her because she just wants to eat lunch with the guy that she has a crush on and 
it just really couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's the worst thing for you to finally admit you you know talk to the boy that you've had a crush on and you're finally gonna do it and then this fucking shit happens and I just she has no idea of course in the episode. Well, she just, but. Yeah, I mean I, I can relate to her a little. I mean I had some you know a few everybody has a few fucked up things in their childhood, but largely mine was pretty pretty tame. Um, and you sort of go to high school with people like she, she's just like the, the normal person and she doesn't yes. really understand that everybody else has all these like really fucked up things going on <laughs> yeah, that she couldn't yeah. know about. And so her, her stakes are just like, yeah, she just wants him to eat the lunch that she made and, and doesn't, you know, I think that's, that's the end of the world for her, mm-hmm. you know, whereas all these other people have all this fucked up shit. So, I mean, that was kind of me sort of bebopping through high school, not really understanding that some people had like yeah. horrific stuff going on at home, but well, and it's, I mean, but, you know, in in this episode where it is so horrible for everybody, I mean, everybody's emotional state is, I think, kind of, like, respected in a way because at least, I mean, it's impressive feat of storytelling that I can have as much sympathy for Kinsuke not, you know, being sad that he can't be the pilot and as much sympathy for her being sad that she can't have lunch with the, her crush. And then, obviously, you're going to have sympathy with Shinji's horrific moral, you know, conundrum that he finds his himself ambivalence in and like yeah we, we talk about ambivalence is a, a state where two contradictory emotions or attitudes exist at the same time within mm. an individual yeah so. and that's an interesting there's a i mean it's almost like we're getting a literalization of that by the end of the thing because because he's physically a part of something that he's not emotionally wanting right. to when do he's, the dummy plug takes yeah, over yeah. yeah which is a whole we'll get there but ambivalence yeah it's a swiss psycho uh, psychoanalyst uh paul eugen uh blue bluer hmm. i didn't no i'm not familiar with him bluler 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 yes bluler like yeah. that get it get it guys <laughs> yes like you know. uh matthew broderick what's mm-hmm. the, what's ferris bueller yeah ferris bluler there's <laughs> blue there's day off um yeah so the yeah i mean the the events of the episode you know it's basically uh well you actually you you flagged something at the very top of it that that i didn't necessarily catch and i want you to sort of go into it because if you're listening to this you've already watched the episode whatever it's fine i mean we're, 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 not, we're not there's no spoilers but so at the very beginning of the episode the thing that we're seeing is that um Unit three is being true. It sort of starts. It actually threw, it threw me off because and you saw me do it because it, right. it starts with with English language dialogue, and I was like, "Oh shit! Did I not do the the language track correctly?" He's and you were coming like, from America. Yeah, yeah, and and you were like, "No, no, that's just because it's the they're they're flying Unit three from where." like what we saw in the previous episode or a couple episodes ago, I don't remember when the nerve headquarters in America like disappears. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'd already, but unit three was yes. already out. And of those there. voices are, um, Michael house, George, a Ariola and, uh, Hiromi Ariola. Uh, that's an unfortunate name. Yeah, um, Michael house though. He was a Gynex employee and did a lot of the translation work. Oh, and cool. the other two were his friends. And so the three of them, Oh, are, that's so funny. You know, <laughs> like sort of fr- fr- American friends of Gynox. Like, oh, that's English hilarious. Speakers that they just, Hey, you can speak English. So you'll be the voice of the, they're like the American. pilots that are transporting Unit Three from America to Japan because now it's going to be taken over by uh, Nerve Japan, and, and it flies gonna, through a cloud. It flies through a cloud. And there's an electrical surge and the cumulus clouds, and that is the the idea is that's when it is infected with the angel, and in transit it is taken over by the angel. And so that is a legitimate thing, right? We're not there's no we're not questioning this because obviously because the whole thing when he designates it Angel uh, Number Thirteen, that's also because he technically on the official record ignored the existence of angel number whichever yeah, but i feel they found like they kind of found out about that anyway i know when i initially watched this i was really pushing for that idea of like oh does he is this one even really an angel is it just a berserk ava like what exactly is the situation but no this is okay so that is in all the ancillary media that i can find it's that's this what is I really assume. an angel this is really the 13th angel okay um, but for anybody that might be wondering that, so that is that is considered sure. an official thing, and so so it's sort of like it's it's funny that's like a it's a bit of like a Cloverfieldy type of move there at the beginning. Yeah. You know, they that say that Angel's actual form is maybe something like a slime, a mold, which is it, it makes sense because you sort of see that happen later. But that yeah, so it's being flown in some sort of electrical surge that uh, has infected uh, the Ava with an angel consciousness of some kind. We don't know that until later because basically the whole thing is them leading up to doing this first test with the Unit 3 pilot mm-hmm. that we don't... Again, <laughs> Do we talk about how Unit 3 is dressed like Toji? 
Yeah, no, it that's kind of funny. Is, like, it's black got the same with color these... as his tracksuit, and yeah. it's kind of got the like articulated, like the little. Um, it looks the... like a Robo Toji. Yeah, that's that is kind of funny. I don't. I mean, I, th- I assume that's just sort of like a joke from the animators, basically. Well, just there's definitely a lot. We talked with the Leliel Angel um, having stripes on Young Shinji's shirt when he's talking to him. It's mm-hmm. like a visual reference. One thing we didn't talk about that I want to talk about. There's a lot of attention paid to clothes and. I sort of called out Asuka's outfit in this one, but uh, I don't know if we want to get into this right now. Yeah, whatever, go for it. Now. But uh, I found this Tumblr blog that I sent to you from somebody named Q Misato. Uh-huh. <laughs> com has this entry that is about the outfits. And there's a couple episodes where Asuka is wearing Misato's yellow shirt. And it's particularly huh. episodes when she is, you know, trying to act womanly, like the kiss episode where she yeah. tries to make out with Shinji and like well, the, kisses yeah, to kill time. She's wearing this sort of baggy yellow shirt. Yeah. You see Misato wearing, that's the shirt Misato is wearing when she like, le- in the first episode when she's leaning over Shinji. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's her like her like chilling, at, out. chilling out at home shirt. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it fits the woman's body very differently. It fits, you know, her mm-hmm. very differently than it does Asuka. But it's interesting that like when Misato's away, Asuka's sometimes wearing play, her clay clothes acting trying to play her. that role. yeah that's for that's um, for, yeah i think i maybe picked up on a little bit of that but i i but do that's literally the same one is pretty amazing that's 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 a great attention to detail surprise surprise because the attention to detail as we constantly refer yes. on the show is amazing i mean There's i i definitely think yeah clothes in, in the closet you know i mean the outfits on the show definitely mean a lot to me i know that like when Shin, shinji mostly just wears what he wears at school which is what everyone wears and yet whenever right. i'm wearing a button-up shirt without a jacket, <laughs> and I was—I tweeted this that I was walking around. I was going to meet Gary Graham for lunch, uh, and I was walking around the Flatiron District in New York with a button. It was like all my T-shirts were in the laundry, so I had a button-up shirt on. It was way too hot outside, and I was sweating. But I was just wandering around with a backpack on <laughs> in New York, and I was just like, "Yeah, I just feel like Shinji in New York. Like I just like it's like there's something, it, some somehow the basic combination Shinji in New York. Yeah, no, that was that was I thought it was like a. Seemed to me like a funny like rap Shinji lyric does or something. the big apple. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but that's it's that like I I associate tucked in button up shirt specifically short sleeved, but uh uh-huh. and and sort of slacks with sneakers as just like the Shinji look, and it's like that's such a basic thing, but the <laughs> the show still manages to sort of imbue the the iconic quality of yeah like no the, the particular shade of blue of the girls uh, school mm-hmm. uniforms. Uh, I also have like a a. Uh, Wall scroll. You do. <laughs> You've had it for many years. Wall scroll of Ray. It's the image from the opening credits of uh, the show where Ray sort of like in a window, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the window print. It's just Ray in that. So it's that color. Yeah, has always dominated my living it's like space. A blue in some gray way. kind of thing. It's in yeah. my office now, and it's, it's a game. It's a color I've tried to recreate in many a video game palette yeah. <laughs> when, when you can design your character. Or uh, uh, my Mass Effect character definitely had uh, Ava Unit One uh, colors on their armor. Um, but yeah, like that, that image, that color really resonates with Mm -hmm. me and always calls us to mind. Um, yeah, I got that from a store called Vengeance of Excalibur, which was the only anime store or place we could get anime shit in, you know, outside of Atlanta. Was it like on like Buford Highway or something? Was it like... It was in the South Lake area. Oh, I don't know. It might still be there. It was a comic book shop, but they just had shit where you could like rent VHS tapes and stuff. And that's where I got my extra large nerve t-shirt. Nice, nice. uh, That Will had a matching t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Showed up at school one day uh, wearing those. Yeah, you've had that wall hanging, I think, in every apartment you Probably as long as you've known me. Yeah. That has always been up in some prominent place. Yeah. I, was it in the loft? Did you have it up in the loft? Yeah. No? Yeah. Within every every yeah every apartment you've had. I must have, right? I first remember it in your other apartment, the, the second apartment you had. Definitely in a prominent place there. Yeah. It's in my office right now. I see it every day. Um, oh, the good old days. But yeah. But it's definitely worth looking up this Asuka Womanhood and Misato's Yellow Shirt blog entry. Because yeah, they also cool. point out that Ritsuko, and Lacey mentioned this, and she talked about Ritsuko not having the lipstick on. Mm-hmm. This person goes one further and points out that it's typically when Gendo is not in town that she does not have makeup on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. God, that's yeah. I mean, these two things, and this is what's, of course, what's cool about animation that we've talked Trying about this to get before. Gendo's that attention. Every one of these details, and that's what you see. You know, we've joked about the fuck up, like the, the changing colors of certain objects. Like, you know, with animation, you get fuck ups that you don't normally get in live action. But on the flip side, if you have people that you know care about things, 
every one of these things is a decision that has to be made because right. there's no there's there's no like the actor can't just like show up in the, in the this costume like oh your your shirt looks fine and certainly like that can happen in a live action thing then this they, they have to draw every single detail so like mm-hmm. somebody's thinking about those things and it provides such an well, interesting somebody had a side by side I wish I could remember where I saw this but somebody had posted like to, to show the passage of time there's one part there's a lot of all these shots of them walking to school along mm-hmm. the street mm-hmm. and there's at one point when they pass by and there's construction going on and then and then a few episodes later the construction is finished oh that's cool yeah i'll have to i'm not sure which episodes those are but very cool stuff yeah anyway i kind of took us on a little bit no of a, no uh, it's fine because i mean it's just kind of like detour. you get a lot of stuff of of you know the preparation for this and, and, it's, and it's it's everybody is like very aware of Shinji's emotional state, and I mean, they Misato don't. does not want to tell. She keeps putting off. Well, and even him. even Asuka, Asuka, who who we see in this is sort of distraught, presumably because another Ava pilot means she's less special. You know, like if right. it's like, especially somebody that she doesn't like respect, like on the same level. So like she's she's annoyed and frustrated that this you know dumbass hick you know jock guy from hey. her school. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm using what you know, she might say if she were speaking English, but like. She doesn't like that he could be as special as her, so she's in sort of a, a you know, fit about the whole thing. But then even even in that where normally, like, you know, she can be sort of, you know, cruel to Shinji and her jokes. Yeah, you think stuff. that she would want to abuse this information Yeah, somehow. to really, like, oh, your buddy, and he's going to be better than you, or, like, whatever. Like, But she doesn't. As soon as she hears that he doesn't know, she, like Masato and, like, everybody else, doesn't yeah, want to say anything. Nobody, would, everybody cares about Shinji's, you know, what his reaction to, to this would be. And I, and I don't know... I don't know how much, like, it's articulated, like, why they all, it's, it's like they could just kind of know that it's going to bother him, but they don't, I don't know if they, do they voice it in the other episode or something, like, what exactly it is that they're, they're, I mean, it's not I was waiting until after the, the test, but, yeah, I mean, you posited last time that he, uh, that, that Shinji wouldn't feel as special, and yeah. I am sort of, you know, always assumed it was because he wouldn't want anybody to suffer the way that he wouldn't want that for Toji. He wouldn't yeah. want that for Gensuke. It sucks to be an able pilot. It's probably both of those things. But yeah, uh, but but even Ray, even yeah. Ray cares, and that's that's kind of a big. That's scene. a good. That's a good scene. Yeah, we rarely ever see Ray and I don't think we've ever seen Ray and Toji interact one on one. No, in the show, so. and she sort of comes to. It seems like she's checking up on him, and he kind of quickly points out, like, "Well, you're worried about Ikari," and she's like, "Oh, is that?" Yeah, maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that thing of like, oh, you have a crush on so-and-so. What? No, I don't. And then it's like, wait, oh, shit, maybe I do. Like mm-hmm. some, somebody articulates something for you that you couldn't articulate for yourself. Well, and of course, Ray, Ray, of, Ray of all people is not very much in touch with her emotions and is often surprised that she has them at all. <laughs> right. So, um. so to have somebody tell, she kind of needs to be told, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you feel this way about this person. But this is also this is also a good scene for Toji and it's and it connects to the following scene because when Oh, this is all about Toji. When when yeah. H- when Hikari says that she has a crush on when she's talking to Asuka and Asuka's like why do you why do you have a crush on him? He's such an, you know, an idiot or whatever. And she's like his because of his kindness and I think like it, it's again in 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 what we talk about that this show is so full of rich characters that Toji is presented as, as an almost stereotypical Japanese bully. At the beginning of the show, yes. you know, he punches Shinji, he wears there's, a tracksuit, which probably is like... A tie. All these tropes have names, which yes. has sort of been pointed out to us, and maybe we, you know, at some point I should do a better job of kind of... Uh, like, I was just looking up Bandage Babe because of this <laughs> episode, the, the trope of Bandage We'll talk about babe. that later, but yeah. <laughs> um, but that there are names for all these personality types, particularly in anime, and I'm sure there's a name for the Toji type. Well, it's... Every, every Persona game, if you play the Persona role-playing game, there's always a a Toji type of a kind of a slightly dumber slacker, but very loyal mm-hmm. kind of pure hearted, you know, doofus character. But even the, but is, 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 is the tracksuit always a part of that or is that a separate? I mean, trope? I think it's just cause he's a jock, but, but yeah, the tracksuits should... come up is that's like an iconic thing. And even mm-hmm. like that story that maybe I'll tell at some point, I'm not going to derail right now, but the time that I ended up in a, a, um, uh, uh, shit! I just... In a fight with a Japanese bully? Yeah, no. In a um, wait, what's the name of the gangster? Was it Blank? Yakuza? Yeah, I ended up in a yakuza bar. Oh, and and these yakuza guys came in, and they literally were wearing tracksuits. Like it was oh, like it was such a like it was which is like the traditional yakuza thing is like a, the suits, but like when you watch enough of the movies, the kind of low level thugs are always wearing tracksuits, mm-hmm. and so it is just like a tough guy. Like, yeah, yeah thing and so and so yeah so, Shinji and you know punches him in the yeah so that's how he's introduced but then as the show goes and in this episode in particular in that scene mm-hmm. it's the fact that like and he you know he's kind of like like the, the, we talked about like the way he talks is sort of in like these clipped sort of um colloquial kind of like 
he has an accent basically yeah, it's but Kansai like accent. but he's still a sensitive and intelligent guy and he's and he's maybe more emotionally intelligent than he is like well that the one stipulation he had is like fine i'll be your pilot but i want my little sister moved to the nerve hospital yeah that's why he agrees to do this yeah put himself at risk something he doesn't want to do he's only had disdain for everything involving the evangelians from Mm -hmm. the very the very first thing we see him do is be pissed off about the evangelians um and he agrees to take part of that just to benefit his little sister. Yeah, and so it's it's like you know it's it's just, it's it will, there's more, but you know he's it's a sad episode because it, I mean everybody's sad because of this whole thing, and he's sort of you know he's kind of at sea a little bit emotionally because I think he's for all the reasons you just said, and then you know he he has this moment with Ray where he is you know points out that yeah hey I picked up on the fact that you like you know Shinji, which is really is is it's sweet and it catches her off guard, and then in the next scene we see. Uh, uh, you know, this reference his kindness, and it's like, yeah, he may be kind of like a bully at times, or like a kind of dumb guy jock, but he is a kind person, and he's a good person, and it's unfortunate what's going to happen to him in this episode, <laughs> and it's all the more reason why every you just this whole this episode is, it's like the first half is just like a sad, sad thing, yeah. and then the second half is a fucking horror movie, like it it because Unit Three basically becomes like. Michael Myers, which right. you know, going along with the that John music Carpenter cue that music. sounds like it, that sounds like yeah. the music from Halloween, and the fact that he's like he's like taking out the Eva's, the Eva's one by one off screen, off largely. screen, and yeah, and it's like like it, 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 has the phone call like that cuts off, yeah. you know, and she's about to tell him who the identity is, but like the pilot of Unit Three is, ah, yeah, just it the sound just, of screams and then yeah. the dead body. Before we leave kindness behind, I just want to call it the previous mm-hmm. episode where. Kaji explains to Shinji that suffering is where kindness comes from. Mm. So I do wonder what Toji's life has been like up until now and if he has mm. suffered. Well, uh, no, he doesn't have a mom. He takes care of his sister and, you know, mm-hmm. not been great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, there's some great sunsets all throughout this episode mm-hmm. that I just want to call out how great the sunset looks. Um, we when see it's, they're sitting at the same spot that Masato and Shinji. Is it? Was there a railing is. there? I thought so, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I always confused at first because it looked like they were almost on the top of a building, but they're in they're in a park, sort of yeah. overlooking the thing. It very well could be the place where Masato takes Shinji in episode two to show him. Yeah, the city. we should. They get a really good look at the skyline anyway. Yeah. We also get a glimpse of a, uh, a swing set and a sandbox. Yeah, behind when when uh, yeah Asuka and Hikari are talking. So yeah, that's going to be significant later. Lots of repurposed spaces. You know, we've already mm-hmm. had the train and stuff like that. Um, but as the show goes, we get a lot of that. We also in that scene get one of the very few uh, anime comedy yeah. um, s- stylings of animation. Mm-hmm. I think doing like Full Metal Alchemist and stuff a lot, where it goes to like the the much less defined. Bing! Yeah, the, the giant like sweat drop on the side of the face with the. Uh, this is like the button on that scene, which is quite funny. Asuka. Um but all the sunset stuff. There's, I want to talk about Ultraman again, and sure. I can talk about Ultraman a lot because Mill Creek just announced that they have pretty much they have the right they made a deal with um, Subaraya Productions, mm-hmm. and they now have distribution rights for pretty much all of Ultraman. All of so it. So. Because it like, goes back to like for free. it's like yeah, it's like, like Doctor years. Who over there. Yeah, it's it goes, like, yeah. starts in the sixties, um, and so it's like thousands of episodes and you know like fifty something series, uh, and apparently they have all of it and they're starting to put them all out on Blu-ray. So starting Jesus. in October, well, there's, with there's, Ultra there's... Q and Ultraman, the original series are getting big releases here, so you guys can all watch it. Well, it's be so I, th- easy I mean, for I think to watch Ultraman. I, it sounds like we're probably gonna. It makes some sort of guest appearance on the Superhouse podcast where you, uh, uh, I don't know if Bush talked to you or not, but our, our, my, our buddy Andrew he, yeah, Bush. Yeah, he did reach out. Wants, yeah, wants to have us on and you specifically to talk about Ultraman. Um, I will so happily talk. I'm I, not an expert by any means, but I do. But you are the foremost enthusiast I'm in a, most people's social circles, I think. Yeah, at this yes. point. <laughs> I'm probably, yeah, the most, the most uh, enthusiastic Ultraman fan that you know personally, except for that one percent listener in japan that yeah. one guy that guy's that fucking guy that's school he, you man. he only listens to this show for the ultraman reference yeah, yeah. he's never seen evangelion doesn't <laughs> and he's, he's drafting the longest email ever where he's going to tell you how you're wrong about all well of when that. i fucked up that one title but oh no i'm very god, excited that was, so that, uh, <laughs> it, it I was, was. Like, oh, god damn it gift from the sky can't be, don't even bring it up again uh <laughs> yeah I, I make it so much worse um but that that's super exciting but there's um Definitely episodes where, you know, and that's all Tsuburaya doing the practical effects mm-hmm. stuff. And they're all, I always really notice, especially in Ultra 7, which is the second 
series with an Ultraman character, but there's a lot of sunsets like this. Mm-hmm. It's a very striking and, and thing that uh, most series have at least one or two episodes that are set with the magic hour like this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's sort of an influence on Anna of wanting to oh, do probably, this yeah. and getting this like very iconic battle with the Ultra 7 like magic hour sunset thing. Um, it's a great it's, look. Yeah, it's, it's great that it's done with this really grounded and you know not like ultra there's one shot that feels very ultraman which is the big profile shot mm-hmm. when the arms get stretchy and oh, it grabs yeah. the throat oh yeah that is yeah yeah that actually does yeah it's i very mean staged. for my very limited uh ultraman viewing i agree with you yeah, yeah that looks like an ultraman mm-hmm. shot yeah um but the two this like really grisly version which ultraman can get grisly but not like this oh, which, God, uh, fucking scene. Yeah. Well, so okay. So jumping back, um, there's there's a make note of. I mean, I don't know. If there's much to really say about this, but there's a nice little um, sleepover scene with Kaji because Masato's yeah. out of town to go deal with the the arrival of Unit Three. So Kaji's staying with with Asuka and Shinji, and they're it's sleeping. Just, it feels so grounded and real. Like there's something. Oh, this is. I mean, you and I have had many of these over the years. Well, of just like, that. Yes, you know, the the slumber party talk for sure. Yeah, you're, <laughs> like, so you're in the same room. You're in different. You know. Kaji, you, yeah, you still awake? awake? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah. about my dad. But just even Kaji babysitting, uh, you know, it was a big thing in like 80s movies, you know, like there always be the scene like where, you know, a kid's going to have to sneak out and like fight the monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's a babysitter over. But the, the in when stuff like that would happen, when, you know, mom and dad would go away, you know, Misato going away, oh, Kaji's going to be staying with you guys for the night. Like that was such a disruption to your daily life. And it, so like I really remembered those nights. Mm-hmm. So there was something about like Kaji staying with them that felt i don't know it, 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 it always gives me this like hit of nostalgia for being a kid and for having those kind of strange nights where oh somebody's gonna be watching you and especially with somebody cool mm-hmm. like kaji mm-hmm. like oh that's so memorable and and that Chiji takes advantage of this to have this kind of you know, yeah because he's, he he's, he's asking about his dad because as you know we know in the show he's does not very close with his dad and 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 it seems like now that he works ostensibly he works with his dad he works right. in You're with him all the time you know like it's yeah he's changing he gets to see that you know other people know his dad more so he's asking kaji and, and kaji sort of blows it off and <laughs> kaji says, like, just wants to know about women yeah yeah well, <laughs> he's, he's got his own struggles that he's trying to figure out <laughs> yeah i it's 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 an interesting he's kaji's an interesting character in in that stuff because yeah he's women will always be on a distant shore uh basically there's a river dividing men and women deeper and wider than the ocean which is like kind of like bullshit poetry on some level like he's not there's not he's not really a great observation which probably should you just say like i don't understand adults yeah he's like, tell yeah, me about yeah. my father like what is this like oh i thought you'd ask about katsuragi oh it's wistfully because that's what he's the word we use for about. woman actually means she on a distant shore yeah. <laughs> dude i'm trying to <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't. He just blows it off. He's like, ah, he's like, Fuchs, he's the only one that really knows your dad. Anyways, women and a bunch of you know half-assed poetry from Kaji about that. And um, you know, for a guy that's the you know the ladies' man of the show, ostensibly, he certainly is kind of wistful about the whole thing. And and yeah, well, insecure about it in a way. Yeah, you know, like it seems like oh, he's the guy, and he's like, oh, he's hitting on everybody, but it's it's because. He's got problems. Like yeah, no, another, another layered character. I don't think he ever recovered from Misato breaking up with him. No, clearly it's all a projection. His like, cool guy attitude and stuff is like, yeah, I mean, he's... Mm-hmm. He's sort of like Asuka in, in that he just is constantly trying to get... In the same way that Asuka will sort of um, try and get a reaction from Shinji, any reaction mm-hmm. she can get, he sort of does that with Misato, whether it's uh, good attention. I'll flirt with Ritsuko to get bad attention. You know, mm-hmm. I just want her to notice i just you know misato back roll entry you know giant stroke entry He's <laughs> <Yeah>. just, look <laughs> at me yeah and then and then so from there we're uh this is funny because you uh, yeah I'd, I'd forgotten that unit three has a purple neck um, wow it looks exactly it looks like exactly toji. like toji because toji's <laughs> collar is purple on his like sort yeah, of black track sure it's there i mean that's just a just the animators having Fun. I think it doesn't have anything to do with the the world of the show. Obviously, it's not like they designed it to. No, you know, it's but, just but, some nice little confluence to design and. Yeah. yeah, but so this is we jump right into the test, and and Masato is sort of distant and bored, and I'm talking about Misato's beret, which I think we don't have not seen in other episodes. Oh, she before. was just wearing it in that one part though, right? Yeah, but it's prominently featured in one of the DVD cases and in promotional art. Yeah, so I was associated that as like her outfit, but it's, it's not like really little red beret. Um. But yeah, that that's its one. I think it's, like, it's one appearance I, of the I show. Think, I think so. Yeah. 
but then it's you know so things go awry really quickly here like mm -hmm. they're they're testing it and almost immediately a huge fucking explosion yeah well he, well he goes out of sync like they're trying to get him going he's in the like the facility thing mm -hmm. and he goes out of sync and they're like all right well abort it and then immediately the eyes turn red the eyes turn red and then it cuts to the wide shot outside <laughs> and you see this massive fucking explosion and that's kind of the last we see of, of Masato and Ritsuko and everybody in until the end of the episode because, yeah sort of left to wonder if they're even okay yeah and I mean it's unclear what the explosion even is like did he just like tear shit up in there or did like, yeah i don't know is it like a surge of energy that bursts like radiates out because of the angel like it doesn't we don't really know um but then it's this is when this is where it sort of becomes a horror movie because we cut out of that and when we come back into the action it's we don't see um the ava pilots like suiting up or anything no, like that it's just they're yeah. just out there ready and and effectively like Gindo has taken over command of the mission. So instead of Masato being the one that's calling the shots mm -hmm. to the pilots, it's Gendo. And they all don't really, like, they don't know what's going on. They just know that there's an angel coming. And on the inside of the track of the thing, everyone's talking about how Unit 3 is now being designated an angel. But the pilots yeah, stop, don't stop even know. Stop calling it Unit 3. Yeah. This is now the target. So now the 13th angel. So so Toji's still in the entry plug, and the, we see this it's just sort so of like... It's so interesting that you never see him go in it. Like, you no. know, we get all of... All we see... It's such an interesting choice directorially that we have all of this emotional, like, playing basketball in the previous episode, sitting at school with his sort of, you know, his feet up, but this kind of, like, slack jaw... You know, like, this slack expression on his face, the kind of melancholy interaction with Ray on the roof where he sort of seems like kind of happy for her to have figured it out and, uh, and happy for Shinji that, okay, she likes him. But this weird, like, at peace thing and even playing back him beating up Shinji initially for piling and even going. Mm -hmm. We have all the emotional fallout of it, but we don't see any of the putting the suit on, getting in there that you typically would expect well, to see. It's all, <laughs> it all happens off screen. If I'm, if I'm speaking from, it's not cynical, but it's, pragmatic if i'm speaking from that perspective i would say it's because that's the most expensive shit to animate uh -huh. and they don't want to waste the time <laughs> to animate a new version of the things because we already as right. we've talked about before when you see the the pilots like when it's like the thing snapping off and it's going up that that's all reused footage each time so like for them to do another one of those with toji and unit three would probably take a fuckload sure. of time and money but like we've talked about before, the, li the limitations strength. become part of the style. And so that's what lends itself to this horror movie quality of this right, episode. Well, it forces you beyond convention. That's what I was thinking on the way mm -hmm. over here as I was listening to the Evangelion 3.0 soundtrack. And just, you know, I definitely all throughout my life of whatever it is, you know, Ghostbusters and Gremlins as a kid and on up to, you know, stuff like Evangelion or just even our own stuff that we're writing, you know, sort of live in a, in a fictional world and, you know, put on music and imagine things and think about things mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's, it's very easy to like, you know, think of Marvel movies, for example, I don't mean to pick out Marvel movies cause I'm a huge fan yeah. of them, but you know, there's, there's obviously there's a formula that's, that's established and there's a formula just with narrative. There's just narrative structures that people become mm -hmm. aware of. And, Part of it's that this is Japanese, so it's coming from a slightly different place, and it's you know an anime, an animation, which is a very different medium. But then there's all those other constraints, and there's just the Anna weirdness. But how often this defies formula, yeah, or refuses to participate in formula in that way, to when you're like sort of trying to, you know, it's taking this the ten minute pre preview of the new rebuild movie of just how, in some ways conventional it is, but how just unexpected mm -hmm. stuff will be, and how that just makes me connect with this show so much because it just feels like, you know, it should be this monster of the week thing. And it is, but that this is, you know, a slime mold that has infected unit three and that he's in there and that you don't see it. You don't get the, ex what you'd expect, which is Toji being in there and like yeah. marveling at the stuff and being put into the suit or even being, you know, today I'm sure people on the internet will be like, well, he gets, he gets taken out as a pilot so fast. Like he should have been a pilot for like a couple episodes mm -hmm. before they mm -hmm. do the thing. It's like, well, they don't know what, no, they don't do that. He doesn't really get to participate at no. all. And is largely sidelined from the rest of the show at this point. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's, you know, in that game of Thronesy type way, which, you know, as far as we said before, as far as American, you were talking about the American show, but as far as like the popular shows in America that, that have the most to compare, I think the game of Thrones is an easy reference point because they constantly defy what the audience expects. Right. That was kind of and their thing for a long time. 
calculated um, way. Yeah, I think so. Because it was also interacting with fans in real time, whereas, like, at least as far as America is concerned, like, this show just existed. Mm-hmm. And then we now have to get it, so so it's even more bewildering because you don't, like, have the, the summer break to think about what they could do or what they're going to do or, yeah. you know, blah, blah, but blah. But you're, you're writing a show, you know, like, I can try to imagine writing a, a genre show like this with a team of, you know, young pilots and, oh, one of them becomes a pilot. You just okay, you think you know what that story would and should, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. be of how, yeah, Toji's now one of the pilots, and that's the evolution of his character, but that this is the kind of, you know, end of the evolution of his character. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's because it's, yeah, because it's it's very quickly. Culmination. I mean, we, we the audience, again, so, so they made it pretty clear at the end of the previous episode that that's what it was. They spend the entire episode not only not showing him, which you know could or could not be for budgetary reasons, but also in narratively choosing to not say it directly, which is obviously yeah. has nothing to do with budget. That's a choice that they're making, and so we know this. And like, I don't know if they're banking on the fact that like, the idea that maybe like one out of fifty people didn't <laughs> didn't pick up on it. There's some dipshits like, who's the pilot? Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, they would like got up to like take a piss at the end of the previous episode and just missed the last shot of him at the basketball hoops, and they're like, oh, you know, it's gonna be whatever. But it's like so at this point because they've held off for so long. Even if we know it, it's we're sort of de- like detached from it, and we are in in a state of well, like it's so upsetting we're seeing to see him being pulled out. out. Well, because yeah. like this at this point, they're all so they're all waiting. They're like, okay, we're waiting for an angel, and okay, and Gendo's <laughs> just like, yep, hold, it's coming. And then this fucking you know, Ava Unit Three steps out, comes from out the from sun the mountain, framed behind it. You know, well, like yeah, first fucking... you see it just come around the mountain where there's like a, a security camera footage, and just like the corner of it like the first like the first uh, like quarter of the mm-hmm. thing you can hear the footsteps and it comes marching around and then you get that head-on shot with like oh, the God, rising so sun behind good. it and uh so 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 waiting. good in the eyes and everything and so they so immediately they're all just you know because they're like holy shit that's that's an that's an ava that's not an angel and then it then like you said it dispatches asuka off screen like she's apparently fine but like we don't even see it it's just like She's out, mm-hmm. and then we see, you know, a very horrific uh, in, in, encounter that Ray has with it, where it's like fucking her up, and it, it, we see this like slime mold thing dripping mm-hmm. off of it onto. We're Ray's. talking about movement too, like the way this thing moves is so great, oh, and, and yeah. this, it made me think I was, you know, wincing in sympathy a lot with Lacey, who was always so upset by the organic bodies being trapped inside mm-hmm. this armor, and there's so much twitching. And like noise of like, mm-hmm. sinews like mm-hmm. bending, and when Ray tries to sneak up on it, and it just like tenses up and then flies, mm-hmm. like the way it jumps, it's almost like its back feet leave first, like it's being thrown around by a by an unseen presence. Yeah, it's sort of really watching it now, like kind of fly. It jumps backwards. It's and almost lands on like top of her. well, does it have? Do the do the Avis have like boosters on their feet to do? Is that like I? I is it sort of like it, because it almost looks like it's no, like like rocket seen, shoot, but it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. And as you see pressure build, it's um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, but this again, it, it's a it's a fucking horror movie monster at this point. Like, yeah, it, it is, really it is. is it's like jumping the, around like so, like the woman from the Grudge, or like if you know, it feels a lot or like, like a like a, the with one of the from Alien or something like that. Like it's 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 you know, I was always said xenomorph, but I know that's what people say, but I, I don't like that. But um, that's a whole other bit. Can worms, but, no, yeah, but it, it, it feels possessed. It definitely. Yeah. And, it, and it is. And I, I like, you know, this is the first, not the last time we'll see like a gross, grotesque, like vein infections, like bulging under people's skin mm-hmm. of both Ava's and pilots alike as something sort of infiltrates that kind of like a, looks like scanners, like the end of scanners <laughs> yeah. and having their yeah, scanner the, war. The, the, yeah. The tumor is all like the, under the, the bladders underneath, uh, Underneath the actor's skin, uh, Bardiel, by the way, is the name of the angel. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. It would have a name. Yes, Bardiel. Um, I could not find a whole lot of like, okay, which religious text is this specifically referring to? It's you know, you look up Bardiel, and then it's going to lead you to a lot of Evangelion stuff. Mm-hmm. I like one angel book that called him the angel of hailstorms. Interesting. I've also seen in Evangelion sites talking about the angel of fog or the angel of haze, which hmm. makes sense since it comes through the cloud. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's where it gets infected. But yeah, there's not not a whole lot of interesting stuff on him. God, yeah, yeah. Getting back to the movement, like like it, stretching arms. Well, in it, but like I've seen you do this bit before, like reenacting <laughs> it, because it it sort of like like the way it does it, it gets down on like like sort of like a like a you know crouching yeah. thing, and it's on all fours in it. 
and it sort of whips its arm back and whips it forward and it stretches out but it's this so i'm good. trying to do the movement while i'm saying as though anyone can you can't see right. me but like it's just that the way that its arm moves is really specific and then the stretching is of course unnatural i don't like well it's so incredible when uh, you know av unit one finally fights back i was gonna say shinji but mm-hmm. it's av unit one that fights back and the arms that are stretched out um go slack mm-hmm. and the big uh what do you call them like pauldrons or you know the big oh shoulder like things sort of yeah know. on the ava you know because those there and like those move back into place it just kind of f- goes floppy yeah is so upsetting too yeah to i mean this is yeah, all of, of this is so horrific on every level i mean the last yeah this is like the last like six minutes of the episode or something are some of the more horrific stuff. Cause Shinji, he doesn't know it's Toji, but he knows, okay, if that's an Evangelion, there's a pilot in there. There's yeah. somebody like us. And, and that's his reaction from to. the beginning. And so he's the last one. To he doesn't engage. want to fight. He doesn't want to fight it because it's, 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 it's upsetting to him. He's basically a passive. Even though he's going to die. Yeah. Cause Gendo points out like, well, he's going to, he's going to kill you. And it's like, well, I, it's better for me to die than to kill somebody else. And he maintains that, and so what effectively happens is he's being choked out by the long arms of, of Unit 3, and uh, they do this thing that we, we've we gotten some information leading up the to now. System. The, the oh, dummy system. Oh, it does say Ray. It does. Dummy system okay. Ray on the screen. So this is Maya the... would not be happy. She no. <laughs> She's going to be sullied here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did watch the dub of, of that episode, by the way, and they had a, had a different, more clear... I wish I could remember what she said, but in the, in the English dub mm-hmm. on Netflix... There's a different translation of that line about being sullied and oh, interesting. Um, it it it, it kind of made more sense. Okay, well, we should look at that. We should get that and yeah. do a, do an update on it. It was just about how you know uh, we were touching on it, but how hard it is to to work with other people if you refuse to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, so so they they activate the dummy system, which it, it effectively like I don't think at this point they had made clear. Um, cause we'd seen them, you know, sort of like doing scans of Ray to create this basically an autopilot. And I think you saw image of the dummy plug that said Ray on it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had, but I think in terms of like the functionality of it, like I, I, I would assume an audience member that hadn't seen this far would, would think that the dummy plug would need to be inserted at, instead of a pilot. Uh-huh. And instead, whether or not that's, I don't know, but like they, in in this case, they're able to just cut Shinji's connection to Ava Unit 1 and override him with the dummy plug. So right. basically, if, if you don't, if you're not going to fight back, then, then we'll turn this autopilot thing on that'll fight back for you. And so while we're aware of the fact that the controls come from Ray's pattern brain but or it's pattern. not soul or personality but yeah because what it's acting like is it's acting like berserk unit one which yeah. we saw in the second episode or the first episode or whatever whenever there's a couple times that we've seen this and it's animalistic and it's horrific and everything you just described about it, it's it's violently fights back unit Beast three mode. and it's really upsetting to watch because again not only is it the the organic quality of the i mean it punches its head and it its punches head explodes. the head and the head explodes yeah because that's it's the other like thing fucking is, it's, it's game the of thrones like right there. The, like, oh it is yeah, that's totally that's mountain. like a head crushing yeah. moment it's very disturbing um because there's there's two things going on and that's the it's the alarming like bestial nature of unit one is it's roaring and tearing, tearing pieces, pieces off of and you know God. like a mad dog but then also just the fact that unit three has blood and meat and eyeballs inside of it like we knew it's organic but it's a different thing to see a robot bleed. It's you know you yeah. punch a robot and its head explodes and you can see an eyeball pop out. You know you can see blood and, and entrails as it's tearing into this. Because this is yeah this is the most the most of that that we've seen. That's since. almost more disturbing. You yeah, because we saw it fuck up the angel and like break its uh, S two engine thing with the with its own rib in, the, in episode yeah. two. But seeing the robot. Yeah, just there, there's well, a, it's it's a call, it's a callback to that when Unit One went berserk the first time, like the blood spraying out of the head, like we've seen that. Yeah, like and we saw like the the the, the carapace come off and stuff, but this is the first time we've seen like a, a an Ava just, just completely destroyed, and that it's like yeah, there's it's a completely organic thing, and we know that Toji's inside of it, and in the most fucked up way, Shinji is inside of Unit One, unable to control it, effectively watching this. himself yeah. because at this point he's so comfortable. With the Ava that he feels as though it is Which him. they do highlight, you know, because they blow off Unit Zero's arm. And yeah. they don't have time to cut the sink 
So Ray like feels it and reacts. Yeah, like, reacts it's, it's, as though it's getting infected being by off. Bardiel. Yeah, and they like blow the arm and like you know Gendo's like do it and they're like, well we haven't cut the sink and he's like I don't care blow it and you can see Ray scream in pain as her yeah. feels like her arm is blown off. Ugh. Oh, it is so. Yeah, I mean, no. so so effectively, with the the cul- the culmination of the thing is that it you know it's completely gone beast mode, destroyed the thing, and they somehow don't stop the dummy plug there because what happens is that unit one is holding the entry plug to unit three, which contains Toji, and crushes it in its crushes hand like a you know, LCL shoots everywhere, and you know Shinji screams one of his iconic screams. Um, oh, he's gonna he's gonna <sighs> scream more. Oh my god, <laughs> and it's so here. upsetting. And it's horrific. And then we see, uh, you know, that Masada's okay. She's been beaten up a little bit. Like Masada's in the... all in bandages. Everybody, this is what made me look up bandage. Okay, bandage let's, babe, so let's, let's, let's go into that. Because, I mean, the, this is basically the end of the thing. I mean, the, the end of the thing is she I do want to talk about, so I love the pose of the Evangelion. We've always seen it launched out mm-hmm. in Tokyo 3. And you mentioned this earlier, but that they're transported there and waiting. But I like that it's in this, it's not exactly a fetal position, but it's mm-hmm. a crouched down. And it looks so fucking cool to have it just sitting and waiting. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of kneeling, almost like a like a penitent, like a prayer posture. Yeah, it, 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 it seems it like It looks a... like he's like at the, uh, you know, like Catholic Mass or something. Like, what is that where you... Is that like, what are the stations of the cross? Where you like, I feel like yeah. this is a, like a, a common religious, uh, you know, prostration kind yeah, of Yeah, prostration pose. is probably the word for it. I mean, um, it I also sort of looks knighted, like a samurai like or something to me. when you're about to be me. knighted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like an expectant uh, yeah, pose so of, cool. yeah. And then, yeah, so he's just sort of stuck in there waiting while they, and then he sees them pull injured toji out of the injury plug and that's do, the first time you see toji yeah. in a pilot suit or anything like and that and we were told there's life signs i think like they say so yes. he's, we know he's not dead but we, he's, we see him being pulled out shinji sees it uh, and he looks all uh, fucked up and it looks like the bardiel has sort of you know like the entry plug couldn't come out because it had grown sort of this mold like over it, over it. Yeah, yeah you can see it like sort of like it looks like it's breathing or something earlier <laughs> so it seems like it's the lcl is all like fungal and like so he looks Looks sort of like Attack on Titan, honestly, yeah. like being pulled out of, uh, I don't want to spoil Attack on yeah, Titan, yeah, but, yeah. Um, like tendony stuff of people being fused with things. And Shinji screams, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, Shinji's eyeball, and yeah, the to-be-continued yeah. plays over scream. Did you want to talk about Bandage Bane? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I, I mean, just... but it's just funny that you were doing it, and let's talk, because it's, so, so, so. I, I didn't I mean that, that I guess that's the term I didn't know that there's a term but it's a tr- it's a trope that that there's like well I I just looked it up because I was when I saw Misato in the bandages and I remember that Ray was so iconically in the bandages yes. in the first thing and I knew that 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 had become a thing and I I didn't have time but I like it's in other it anime right like well it's, yeah it's it's a trope now and I was wondering is this where the trope began and I, mm-hmm. I didn't have time well it's to the same as we were talking when we were talking about Ray as the sort of whatever you call that type of character would like and I was referencing Spock and stuff like that but it's like these things become these sort of dispassionate robotic you know uh, female character is a trope but like yeah the 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 woman who's beautiful but has a prominent bandage and a sort of well placed you know kind of um, right. Uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing, you know, <laughs> thing, a bandage on like above the eyebrow or like on the cheek or something, you know, like, yeah, there, well, there's a, uh, Kegadoru is a cosplay style of fashion trend, which literally translates to injured idol. Mm. So it's Kagadoru. like a, like a, like a, like you would cosplay as a character you like in bandages though, uh-huh. which is like, like the Evangelion toys. Like there's always a bandaged Ray edition of the toys you know, like right yeah exactly you can there's always like, like or i think i think like kevin has that that ray in his apartment um that has like you could swap out the arms so that one of them is the band is the totally ca- yeah, yeah, and yeah stuff yeah so every yeah i just i was noticing that all the characters you know all the female characters kind of get a turn to to be the bandage babe in the show and, and it got me wondering about it because uh, so is, is, is it the origin definitely thing i'm not sure i'll have to look in a little bit deeper but it is do some more research as well and you can i mean bandage it's, babe it's obviously of... clear you know it's the the desire to protect somebody um and see now i need to look up the what is it sundare um i don't know yeah sundare is uh the cold character, which is sort of what okay. they like the Asuka type, mm-hmm. you know, who gets warmer over time or has a friendlier side, but it's sort of, you know, anger, anger driven and not so lovey-dovey mm-hmm. as some of the other characters. Um, 
so the idea of a beautiful girl and in, in the most you know pervy otaku way yeah like oh she needs somebody to feed her soup and to wait on her and that's the oh it's i can protect this person and it's you know the, what is the what is the the thing it's this is the seinfeld episode about it what is the oh i don't you know like the 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 nurse like the nurse fetish they call there's any like uh-huh. the god damn it it's the, you know it's the, it's the name of the famous american like hospital like the the war hospital nurse oh sure god I, what is it called i don't know but Candy it was stripers like, no, but it's 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 a something something syndrome. It's a it's not Betsy uh, Ross. It's right. Um, I see. I see. I see. It, but there was the whole Seinfeld episode where like he had a girlfriend where like he got sick. Like they weren't getting <laughs> along, and then he got sick, and she was taking care of him, and he got yeah. turned. Or what was it? Curb your enthusiasm episode. I don't remember. But then it's like they've like they, they yeah. It's like sort of which I guess is sort of what Phantom Thread ended up being too. But like yeah, just this sort of thing that you're. Um, God, it's gonna kill me. It's uh, whatever. Yeah, but that that like being we'll attracted know. to the uh, invalid uh, yeah, exchange ex- of exactly. the healthy person. So I, I get the... why that would become a thing for otaku. Um, and then you know it's like Fifth Element and stuff. Like ba- bandages could just be like a a sexy outfit. Hmm. Um. We can talk about it more, and I want to talk about it with Kevin when he gets on here because I'm curious and i tried to do it with Lacey, and maybe that was misguided because i limited her options but but Mm -hmm. definitely the idea of there's the ray fans who want somebody to take care of there's the misato fans who want somebody to take care of them and then there's the oscar fans who want somebody to fight with Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like i remember doing it with our group of friends and i could sort of tell instantly who you know, I, I could see like, okay, yeah, it makes sense that you would choose that uh-huh. that person. Um, Wait, but this was like years ago, right? Years ago. Yeah. Did I? Well, do you remember? Oh, I you were a Ray. Oh yeah. yeah you sense. definitely wanted somebody to care for and wait oh, on and course. like, you know, like, oh, I got this fragile flower that I must yeah. protect. And it's like, I just want somebody to tell me what to do, boss yeah. me around, <laughs> to mother me. Like, I want them to. And then our friend Will is like, oh, he wants the Asuka. Like, he wants oh, somebody yeah, to be like, in some sort of really intense and uh, fraught relationship with. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously that's a real simplification of a lot of things, but <laughs> I just am endlessly fascinated at anime in general and this in particular and, you know, stuff like, and it, and there's harem shows for guys and harem shows for girls too, where, mm-hmm. where it is very much like this is anime wolf, wolf is all about, and yeah, presenting the... you with types mm-hmm. and sort of everybody, you know, for merchandising and, you know, fantasy, fanfic and, you know, video games, all dating sims. Which we should yeah. talk about at some point because Gainax is very steeped in a lot of weird oh, video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. That that we definitely need to. When we get, yeah, once we get out of the main. Yeah, chronology. I just think it's interesting as a psychological mirror. Oh, absolutely, and I mean it's well, it's funny because we've talked about it before that like that is more. My understanding, anyways, is like that type of thing exists more in America, or traditionally existed more in America in. Uh, like soap operas and like romance novels. Yeah, sure. It's it's more it's the the functionality of that type of thing is more of this sort of like B grade entertainment. For, I mean, something like Twin Peaks is playing with a lot of that too on the it's male true. and female side. It's like, oh, is this is this is the cool biker. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> you know the cool they, biker they're, they're almost like yeah. It's like there there's something slightly slightly less than three dimensional about the characters at the, at least at the beginning because it, it's it's meant to be at presenting you with types and stuff like that. But it's it's fun that. You know, I mean, but, but also Twin Peaks is playing on soap opera tropes yes, as well, exactly. and so it's like it's funny to think that like this this notion that was sort of popularized in America at least as a thing to sort of you know not to be you know crude or simplifi- simplifying about it, but that it was like women's entertainment that was doing this, but that in Japan this just became entertainment for everybody, and then I think and I think it partly yeah I mean especially catering to you know nerdy awkward uh, the teenage boys but the, I do think that like the cultural like sort of echo chamber that exists to some degree between America and Japan it whether or not it was a direct influence or just was bound to be a boomeranging come back around well, this is now how all I mean I all TV shows this is what shipping and stuff like that it's like and maybe this everything is a controversial thing now. but the, like yeah the, it is interesting that the, how superior sort of the manga thing like when you look at like american superheroes and some of it's because it was like so much earlier you know starting in like the 30s and stuff but like comic books on a lot of these shows for a long time in american stuff is everybody was the same like Mm -hmm. they they didn't they didn't really capitalize on the idea like that we are that people are attracted to different types of people for different reasons yeah you'd be attracted to the nerd guy because he's a nerd and because he's a little bit weak and subservient to like, oh, that's kind of intriguing. Like, okay, I'm attracted to the bad boy because he, you know, bucks authority and because he, you know, wears an mm-hmm. earring and has long hair or whatever. And I, oh, I'm attracted to this body type because he's 
slight and I'm trying to this mm-hmm. body type because he's large and you know and for for women too you know that that manga sort of figured that out and would play to that a little bit more whereas you look at a lot of superhero stuff it's like yeah everybody looks all the body types are exactly the same yeah all the personality types are forthright and true in a very similar way and it it took a long time for American uh, genre entertainment to kind of catch on to the idea of like no let kind of explore these different types of personality I mean, honestly, as opposed even, to just I mean the Marvel movies are better at it than the comic books ever really were. Well they have to be because But there's but it's still not as it's still not, it's still as, not as distinguished. No, it's it's, not. it's it's because there's a lot of the just like too smart guy and then honest guy and like you know it's like there's kind of a couple things that they they're all variations each character is sort of a variation of, of, of a, one of three or four types and it's this it is funny that like for a culture that is like you know uh, uh sexually repressed in like sort of certain ways or, or like at least there's things you don't talk about and uh-huh. stuff like that it, it, yeah that you're right that like they just they tapped straight into this sort of like you know right into the brains of like consumers and that it's like this is what will engage you if you have to engage right. on this level you will find this interesting you and your friends will will talk about it which is which is funny because it's like i wonder and if that's like, part of the thing and that's what drives merchandise it's, buying it's, a, it's yeah. a vicarious i'm sure for some you know it's like everyone can talk about the characters they like and it's a lot more than having to talk about personal relationships and stuff like sure. it's easier to project that onto like your social you, know, you and your friends can say which characters are the coolest or the one yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to sort of saying i like women that are like this and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i like this character that's my favorite character like yeah well you're telling on yourself but yeah in a fun way and like you know no, like, like, be, like you said with our friends like yeah. yeah it's you know it's in there with like cowboy bebop as well it was just a very different kind of show but it's like you know that you have these very different types of you know masculinity in mm-hmm. jet and spike and then you know femininity with ed yeah. <laughs> and uh Faye. Mm-hmm. um they, those are all types as well but they find mm-hmm. some interesting and it's just again at a glance so striking how different everybody looks and carries themselves and you can really differentiate the characters and be attached to the characters and is so much more than if they were all just sort of good and Mm -hmm. heroic in the exact same way um or weak in the exact same way as this show obviously you know plays up people's weaknesses and you can be just as intrigued or even you know i guess maybe this is fucked up but sort of you know um attracted to weaknesses uh, in different ways and respond to to that. Yeah, so well, you know, I think, and I, I'd have to... I'm not interfacing gonna, with the property. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to, like, get behind what I'm about to say, you know, because like, I need to actually compare it <laughs> to the things. Let's get weird. Well, no, it's just to say that, like, I do think that, like, in both character writing and then to some degree or to a different degree in, in real life, I think that weaknesses and strengths are pretty are pretty closely al- aligned. And I think sure. that, you know, so when you say being attracted to weakness, I think that, like... That's not. I don't think it's that weird to say because I do think that people's strengths and weaknesses are typically two sides of the same coin, and and that that's what is the defining as one of the big defining aspects of character, in in, yeah. in, in both in like I said in real life and people, but in characters like this in the show, you know, like I think Masato, you know, is a good example of like her ambition and her you know power as a leader <laughs> and everything like that. We're gonna is, get into is, some stuff with know, Masato, guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the, the, like that. It, that's a strength, and then the weakness of her you know that means her personal life is is less than developed and that it's an immaturity thing because she's defined by these things and it's like those things are connected those are the same kind of thing and i, I again i gotta think this through before i go on too long of a yeah. tangent but i think no. i think it's interesting and it's but it's, i think this differentiation and this uh it's just smart and then th- th- this drives merchandising sales and you see so often with anime like you know you want to yeah, which body kind of, pillar are you going to buy? Yeah, well, you, yeah, you have to like sort of pledge your allegiance to a character. I mean, like, I mean, it totally worked on me. It was like, well, every piece of Masato merchandise, like, oh, I, it was so rare. So mm-hmm. it'd be like, absolutely, you know, it's, it's driving sales if you kind of want to, yeah, sh- you know, pick pick your camp and then support it in some weird way. Which, which didn't, which didn't become fully one hundred percent a thing in American pop culture and i believe until twilight which we thought we've made reference to him before in a big in twilight, a big it way was the biggest piece of like new american pop culture that functioned exactly the same way as that yes. that it divided and that's where like team fill in the blank kind of became popular terminology because the of big, that movies like, oh, i'm a team edward really capitalized team, what's the it. other guy's name edward and um wolf guy werewolf uh taylor lautner yeah uh, jacob jacob yeah team jacob team and i remember like i don't know where that that sort of expression of fandom when that would have been used I mean, before, but that's it. where everybody's yeah, was stuff saying like it. yeah. I mean, we soap operas and stuff we talked about, Babysitters Club, and you know, uh, 
<laughs> all the all the but I liked playing those games. Like my sister had like a mystery date kind oh, of. Oh like yeah, sure. The, it was a girl talk where you would probably get the guy, and it's like I, you know, I'm I'm a straight guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, ostensibly, yeah, <laughs> ostensibly. But it was fun to like, you know. Oh well, this this guy, you know, like yeah. to like pick your person, mm. you know, right down to you know, it's it's fun, you know. Like still want to like watch you know old martial arts movies with my friends and be like, you know, before you don't know anything about the movie, be like, okay, that's my guy. Oh, and then yeah. hopefully your guy kicks ass, and then you feel like oh, like yeah. really cool because you vicariously like you picked the right guy, you backed the right horse, and this is a fun. I don't know. It's oh a, no, yeah, I was I always I was always Fred with... Ward when I'd watch Tremors with my friends. We'd always pick our uh, guys absolutely. in Tremors, and that was, was Fred, Fred Ward, Ward and yeah. yeah. My Earl. friend Drew was uh, um, Valentine. Kevin what's his Bacon. name? Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Tremors. That's a good one. Tremors is fantastic. Tremors is kind of like an. It's like you could you could do a Tremors anime. That'd be pretty fun, actually. I'd watch it. All right. Well, we yeah. took this. I took Bandage Babes. Took us on a on a detour. But hey, you know what? I think uh, it was a good one, and I think we're back, and it's good to celebrate with a kind of a slightly longer episode. And you know what? No one's ever fucking complained about the episodes going long. In no, fact, Kevin th- Kevin Phil. No, I've had to, I've tells had to, us multiple people down. complain. Stop. Stop uh, talking about that they're too long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, one cares. no, no one seems to have a problem with it. I mean, we're we're nowhere close to like the three hour fucking podcast episodes that that other friends of ours do. Um, so like, well, hey, I mean, if Quentin Tarantino <laughs> shows up on your podcast, you're yeah, allowed to go for three. Yeah. Have you have you listened to that yet? By the way, yes, I need to listen. Very to good. That. The yeah, uh, Pure yeah. Cinema podcast. Yeah, Elric Kane, our mutual good friend. Uh, congratulations, you sir. Tip of the hat of the podcast microphone to you for accomplishing what I don't believe has Tarantino ever been on. Well, he's been on like radio shows that are syndicated. He's been on some and he was like the, the, you know, Eli Roth did the uh, history of horror show and they sort of released the uncut interviews as a podcast. Exactly. But for Elric to, to start this podcast with his, his buddy, Brian, who we also know on Twitter, I've never met him, but hi, Brian. Uh, it, like they started this podcast just two two dudes talking about movies, and then to get to the point where it's picked up by the new Beverly, and to the point, and when he Be- yeah became when the he official told me podcast, that that happened, I said, "Does that mean you're going to get Quentin yeah. on the thing?" And he's like, "We're working on it, buddy." And it's like, and then he fucking did it, and now it's been like ever like all the headlines for the past like two weeks have all just been pull quotes from that podcast yeah. interview, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, I mean, I hope that I hope that that's doing well, but just a just a acknowledgement that our friend did something impressive and uh we're proud of him super cool yeah 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 it's good you should listen to it yeah i will i will probably today because i got nothing going on except for more evangelion more evangelion let's yeah let's do it okay another one thanks guys uh talk to you soon